Hoppy and Lee on Listener. It's breakfast whenever you want it. Question without notice Uh-oh. to the Honourable Member for Organisation of the Universe. Gosh, that's good. Poppy. Yeah. True or false? Uh-oh. You're going on holiday. True. True or false? You've got someone else filling in for your trivia. True. True or false? You're making them a detailed to-do list to check off. False-ish. <laughs> <laughs> I have not made a to-do list. It's just some notes that will be helpful for them, like how to, like where to find the things. In order? Uh, of how to do everything? No, I've got... From start to finish? Well, I've just done it in logical order, which is set up, playing, and packed down. That's logical that's order. Not the, that's not the extent of the list, is it? No, it is. It's, it's fine. It's less than one page, in with, including... Con- single-sided? Single-sided, including contact information should anything go wrong, which, by the way, I want to point out, and I think you'd be proud of me in this moment, I am not one of the contact people on that list. Fantastic. I, I am impressed a bit that. Relinquishing control yeah. for three weeks. Uh, and then I've also put in some email addresses for, like, invoicing and things like that. But it's just a comprehensive, helpful guide. It's not a to-do list. At no point on it it's, does it say to-do. Do you know what I did last time I had someone fill in for me at Trivia? Just say, go in and plug your laptop in, you'll be right. What laptop? I gave them the printout of the questions <laughs> and said, ask for the mic at the bar. <laughs> yeah, but it's his first time hosting Trivia. I want to try and make it as easy as possible. And you're also the biggest fan of a to-do list I have ever seen. You write well, my just, to-do lists. No, I just write a to-do list that is for both of us because we are but a team. Uh-huh. So I write a list of things that both of us are going to do. To do today, yeah. uh, we're going to catch up with Mark Calverley from the Southern Sports Academy. The Academy Games coming to Wagga. Yeah, really exciting. First time I think it's ever left the coast. So yeah. get him in. We've got a beach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you fools. Put him on a surfboard and away we go. Problem will be getting here. Petrol very expensive. Duh. Yeah, <laughs> it's a problem for us to get to the coast the Good as news well. is, though, they're all athletes. They could just run or yeah. cycle or... Yeah. Row down the river, I don't know. Yeah. The bitch is going pretty quick at the minute. If you hop in at the top, you'll just end up here. You'll, you'll get The challenge quick. is getting out at Wagga and not ending up in Narendra. Uh, speaking of athletes, Poppy. Yes. <laughs> athletic people if on you are bikes. About, if you are about to put yourself in an athletic category, I have got news for you. Like myself. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, going to be taking part in Gears and Beers next weekend. It's not a race. No. For reasons that become apparent when I consider myself an athlete. <laughs> uh, but to talk to us all about it. Phil McIntosh is here, one of the organisers of the event. It is huge. Yeah, and Phil, it's been, I guess, on hiatus for a couple of years now because of COVID. This Gears and Beers has moved to, I guess, the early part of the year, usually in the later part of the year. But tell us, what can we expect from Gears and Beers? Uh, thanks, Poppy. Yeah, look, um, we are very excited to bring it back to Wagga. It's 2019 was the last time the event ran here. And and um, we had to roll over from our October cancelled event in 2020, 2021 now, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. And um, we've rolled over to March, to this 26th, 27th of March. And we're just looking forward to getting the event up. So many people are so keen to get involved again. Mm. And so many of our riders who rolled their regos over from 2021 are really, really keen to come to Wagga and ride. It's such a huge event. And I don't think a lot of people understand. You were saying you've got... 3,000 registered riders? 3,000 registered bike riders, yes, and our regos are still openly. So what we're really hoping is that um, 
you know, the Riverina community, Wagga and the Riverina community can come into the event now. Usually um, we don't register until it's closer to the event. <laughs> but, you know, there's a 10K community ride for the mums and dads and the kids. And we're really, really keen to see as many people come out and do that. Lee, yeah, thankfully, I that's will, the one that you're doing. I'll be there. Be what there you're with not, bells on. What you're not doing is the Dirty 130, which is an amazing ride. Talk to us about this. It's a pretty uh, significant uh, event across Australia now. Yeah. So it's got its own brand for sure, the Dirty 130, and people come from all over the country to actually ride in it. Uh, there's currently close to 1,300 riders registered <sighs> to ride in that particular <sighs> ride. Um, and it takes in all of those magnificent laneways north of Wagga that run all the way out to Coolamon and Mara. And we're actually this year for the first time going north of Coolamon. Um, all the riders will come back into uh, quite a big pit stop at Coolamon that's um, controlled and run by the Coolamon Rotary Club out there and they do a sensational job for us. But to put them out there on the roughest, toughest <laughs> roads that we can possibly get, there's some pretty heavy ruts out there in Dead Camel Lane and places like that. That's what they come for. The harder, the tougher, the dirtier it is, um, the more they seem to like it. And if we could get an inch of rain beforehand, they'd like it even more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see what we can do for you. We'll see if we can have a word with Mother Nature. Yeah. <laughs> you touched on uh, Coolman Rotary helping out. Of course, Wollundry Rotary is the group who's behind organising this. It's such a big community event and it raises so much money for the local community as well. There's that aspect of it that I think almost gets overlooked. Yeah, look, it does to a certain extent because 3,000 registrations, that's pretty significant um, in respect of regos for any bike event in mm. Australia. But all of the registration fees that come in for this event are all donated away to charity through the Wollondry Rotary Club. So we get significant amounts of requests for donations. And to have the ability and to have the money there to be able to give it back to the community um, is really quite significant. Then we rely on the, the sponsors of the event. Um, and these are local businesses that go out of their way to sponsor the event. We rely on the money they give us to actually put the event on Wagga City Council, Destinations, New South Wales, and all of our local sponsors help us with the, the money to actually run the event. Because... With that many people, the event just gets bigger and bigger and bigger all the time. And it costs a lot of money to put it on. But 150 volunteers are Oof. working on this event. Yeah, it's massive. Wow. Absolutely massive. Now, the good thing is, is it's not just for the keen cyclists like Lee in the room. <laughs> uh, it's also for the keen beer drinkers like me in the room. Tell us, it's not just a cycling event. And I think this is where Gears and Beers really comes into its own because it gets people like me out at a cycling event, which I probably wouldn't usually do. I'm not a keen cyclist. It's right. You're right, Poppy. It's an event in two parts mm. for sure. So the cycling aspect of it takes place. All of those cyclists come back into the festival. The festival is actually a craft beer festival. Yeah. It, it's a festival that attracts some of the best independent craft brewers in Australia. To have the opportunity to sample, you know, their beers and the cider, etc., that's on offer, plus the food that's there and the entertainment is really, really wonderful. So you create this really quite chilled atmosphere in the Victory Memorial Gardens. Most of the bike riders are so smashed that they're actually just lying on the ground trying to recover. Um, <laughs> so it, it tends after. to be really quite a, a really quite chilled type of event. Does feel like a lot of lycra in one place though, doesn't it? <laughs> a lot of beer, a lot of lycra. I don't know. That'll be me after ten k's. By the way, is absolutely Laid smashed, out. laying on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Phil, for people who do want to register, who want to get more information, or who indeed want to come along to the festival in the Victory Memorial Gardens, where can they go to get more info? Um, you can jump onto our website. So the website's just gearsandbeers.org. 
www.ncc.org.au. Perfect. Okay, and you can jump on there and all the information's on the website there. You can still buy tickets at the gate to come into the festival. The bike riders get into the festival free. They've already paid their entry, etc. So, Phil, are you cycling in the Dirty 130? No, I never get a chance. Oh, <laughs> are you a keen cyclist oh, yeah, yourself? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, one day, one day. One I'm day sure you'll have to hang up the organising boots and mm. put the lycra on. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, it's been a pleasure to chat with you this morning and thank you so much for the work that you and the club do in organising gears and beers. And look forward to seeing it get underway. 26th, 27th of March oh, is when it's well, on. Well, you can't be that excited. You have to get on a bike. <laughs> yeah, but I get to have the beers afterwards as well and feel good about them as well. Uh, gearsandbeers.org.au. It is going to be massive for Wagga and Phil McIntosh. Thank you for your time. Thanks. Not a problem, Lee. Looking forward to seeing you don the lycra. Are you going to go lycra? Oh, I was going to get mankini, actually. It feels like a lot of chafing. It's a high risk of chafe. Yeah, high that, there risk. is. I'll get some, get some talcum powder and away we go. No, thank you. Um, That seems like a lot of, you know what? I don't actually want to think about what it seems like a lot of because you're a really is, hairy man and I just feel like talcum powder will cling to the hair and make <laughs> it look like you've got very grey situation. Don't need any assistance with that. (laughs) (laughs) So the carpet does match the drapes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, uh, Gears and Beers is on and uh, there's going to be a few people out there getting about that's family friendly, so I will not be wearing the mankini. No, like Um, you probably shouldn't be wearing the lycra either. Likely going to be just shorts and a t-shirt. Good, correct answer. Um, There is plenty of sport coming to our region and this is very exciting. (laughs) Yes, the Southern Sports Academy has... uh, is here, and of course, the Academy Games happen each and every year. The Academy Games are coming to Wagga to we, talk to us all about it. Yeah, from we drag the them away so- from the coast. Yeah, from the Southern Sports Academy is Mark Calverley. Mark, tell us a little bit about the Academy and the Academy Games. Yeah, well, the Southern Sports Academy, I mean, we cover a large area and, and essentially provide pathway opportunities for uh, our regional athletes and coaches to hopefully achieve their, their sporting uh, ambitions. And, and we're lucky enough, as you mentioned there before, for the next three years, we've got the rights to the Your Local Club Academy Games coming to Wagga. So finally, our athletes uh, are not going to have hours and hours of travel to uh, compete on the, on the stage against their counterparts from right across the state. Talk to us about what sports these athletes are competing in. Yeah, so we'll, this year we'll have seven sports at the Games. Uh, that'll include basketball, cycling, golf, hockey, netball, triathlon, and volleyball. So there'll be uh, plenty of action happening over the weekend. So all the sports lovers uh, can get out and see, I guess, the emerging talent from right across the state uh, competing against each other. And what sort of numbers are we expecting to come down and what sort of organisations going into uh, putting this all together? Yeah, so it'll be uh, just over 1,300 athletes across those sports, uh, about 300 coaching and support staff, and, and we anticipate around 2,400 families coming to town. So just a bit over 4,000 people coming into Wagga. So uh, it's a busy weekend with obviously the NRL coming to town as well uh, and generates for the economy around $2.2 million. So uh, it's, it's great for tourism for the town, but most importantly for us, it's great to see our athletes be able to compete on the home stage and uh, I guess hopefully have a bit of an advantage against their counterparts. You say like 1,300 athletes competing in this. How many of those are from our region? Do you have an idea of, I guess, how many we will see competing from, from us? Yeah, so Southern will, will have a, a team or squad of around about uh, 100, 150 athletes um, competing here in, in Wagga. So 
Uh, they're very excited about that. We, we general, Our programs across the board, we've got about 230 athletes across eight sports within our programs uh, this year. And uh, from Southern, we'll, we'll have basketball, we'll have netball, we'll have some cyclists uh, going around out there as well, uh, and our golfers, obviously. So uh, they're very excited. They're in their, obviously, their final preparations for the Games. Um, and I guess with the last few years and COVID affecting a lot of these types of events, they're jumping out of their skin to be able to uh, test themselves against the best from the state. Chatting with Mark Calverley from Southern Sports Academy about the Academy Games. Mark, who are some of the uh, stars, the young stars who we should be looking out for? Who are some of the bright stars of the future that we'll be hearing a lot more about? Oh, look, if, if you looked at our basketball uh, program, our under-16s, girls, at the championships last year, took out the title, which was fantastic for them. First year we'd had basketball back in the academy for a number of years and, and year one back in and the girls took that out. So a girl like Claudia Hocking uh, from Albury uh, was a star performer there last year. She gets to the opportunity to try and help the squad go back-to-back this year. Uh, so she's one to watch out for. <clears throat> Young Ava Moller uh, from here in Wagga. She's just been selected in the New South Wales under-17s uh, training squad and, and she's still got another year of under-17s as well so another bright star coming through I guess shadowing the likes of Sophie Fawns who came through the program a couple of years ago and aiming to uh, to get into some of those uh, higher honours like the Swifts and, and the New South Wales and Swifts uh, program. Talk to us how the athletes, obviously the athletes for this particular Games have already been selected and have been training and that sort of thing. But for, say, next year, the Games are going to be back in Wagga again, which is fantastic. How are the athletes selected? How are the squads put together? Yeah, it varies across the sports, but generally around October, September, October of each year, we have open trials uh, for each of the sports programs that we're running. Uh, And so athletes, whether it be through um, targeted from their local and representative coaches, come along to those trials, but they're open to all. They get a a testing across all different areas, but also uh, we get to see them compete against other athletes from the region. And then from that, we select squads. And, And that program generally runs over 12 months, but the skill component of that will run from sort of October through to the games period and then most of those programs wind back a bit so they can concentrate on their club and representative sport Um, but the the rest of the program so the support around strength and conditioning the holistic education that we provide them the uh, sports psychology and all those types of things that goes 12 months of the year with them very good well mark we wish you all the best with the academy games we'll catch up with you again a bit closer to the event and thank you for the work that you've uh, been putting in so far Look, thanks, guys, and appreciate your ongoing support. No worries. So, so excited to see, I guess, what will be the next generation of, you know, athletic superstars coming from our region. Oh, I know. It's and, surprising that you or I didn't get a call up. Of the, uh, oh, well, I won't be in the next generation. Uh, no, you're sort of a few generations back. Of, of the previous generations of athletic superstars. From one athlete to no, no, the next. No, 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 I was going to say, I, like, I know a couple. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've met them over the journey. Yeah. And we've had some good ones as well. Actually... Poppy, yeah. got a shout-out to Matty Kennedy in the footy last night. Yeah, Bam Bam. Speaking of a uh, local sporting superstar, he had a great game for Carlton. How are you feeling about your Dockers this weekend? Oh, well, I learnt bloody yesterday that Sean Darcy, our best and fairest and, like, prop, like up-and-coming ruck superstar of the no, competition. No, no, not up-and-coming. He is he's a superstar, ruck superstar. Ruck yeah. Yeah. And he's only, like, 
20, he's 21. Yeah. Or nine, yeah, and, 20 or 21. And also massive. Like, he is huge. It's really funny because he's like one of the fittest blokes at our club, but he just always looks like he's got puffy fat because yeah. he would have to eat that much to be doing what he does to like yeah. functions like a great Dane. Yeah. It takes him that much energy just to sort of be a human. Yeah. Then on top of that, he's an athlete. Also, he's out. Um, also, Nat Fife's out, which is not great. Um, bit anxious about all of that. Bit nervy? Yeah, a little bit. I've tipped us just, well. Out mostly, of loyalty? Out of loyalty. I always tip us in round one unless we're playing like the premiers, although we never are because like, we're pretty, we're always pretty rubbish and so they never put us in a blockbuster in round one. Um, unless... Like, I always tip us in round one because they've given me no reason yet to be wildly disappointed in 2022. <laughs> Specific. How are you feeling about the Giants? Look, I've tipped us this weekend. Yes, loyalty. Uh, like, my, my theory, in a 50-50 game, I'll always tip the Giants. That's kind of how I feel about Fremantle playing yeah. Adelaide. Yeah. It's 50-50, even without Nat Fife and Sean Darcy. Sydney, Sydney have to travel across town to get to us. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I reckon, like, and last time we played them, we beat them. Like, that was in the final. Yeah, true. So, yeah, although, I, think, I, mean, I think we over, like, we overperform in finals. Yeah, I also think that missing Toby Green will hurt you. Yeah, Absolutely. Personally, you, but um, also the we're, club. We're missing, uh, we're missing Nick Haynes as well in the back line. But, yeah. but that's it. Like we've got that uh, um, Lockie Keith in. We've he's back from an ACL injury. We've got a couple of young guns coming through. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I reckon that we've uh, we've got a decent shot at it. So do I. I mean, I feel that way about Frio. Like our backup players are pretty good. We've still yeah. got midfield depth without Nat Five. I mean, to be fair, we played without him for a large portion of last year anyway. So that's kind of not. They won't miss him. I mean, they'll obviously miss him. He's a two-time Brownlow medalist, but it won't be like, oh my God, yeah. we're, mi- we're missing our absolute key. Because yeah. obviously um, we've got that young up-and-comer, David Mundy, yeah. um, the gift that keeps on giving and has done for 19 years in a row. Yeah. Um, he'll be, he, he's a pretty good stand-in. He can't play next year. He's got to go on the pension, doesn't he? Well, yeah, he's that bloody close. He's yeah. got to have an extra COVID jab and yeah, all of this. He's got, yeah. a, he's got his seniors card ready. Oh, he's, he's well and truly. Yeah. He's, he's about 106. He would be older than some of the coaches. Um, he'd go close. close. Well, yeah. he and he played with our coach. Wow. So he and Justin Longmuir were teammates yeah. for some time. So same with him and Josh Carr, who's another one of our coaches. Um, like, I just would find it really weird if I was Justin Longmuir being the bloke who has to tell David Mundy to, to go and do something. Because if I was yeah. David Mundy, I'd turn around and be like, mate, no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you don't play professional sport. I'd be like, you'd be like, I remember one time at Mad Monday when you did this. And Justin yeah. Longmuir would be like, you know what, David? You do whatever you want. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you do know, you, mate. You know too much. Yes. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. We'll catch up with you on Monday from 6. A little bit happening on Monday yeah, as well. Yeah, we got, we got footer to watch on the weekend. We're out of here. Have a great weekend, guys. See ya. Poppy and Lee. Weekdays from 6 on the Riverinas Triple M. And whenever you want them on Listener.